I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast. Yes, here we are, as always, diving into films, watching them, talking about them, loving them. It's what we enjoy doing and we're here once again in the new series of the podcast to review another film for you. And like we did last week, we're going in big. It's still awards season and we want to cover some of those top films that are out at the moment and are up for the biggest gongs at the Oscars. But before we go into what film we've got, I am, of course, joined by our good friend at the podcast, Callum. Callum, how are you doing? Looking forward to this week's review. 100%, as always. Um, I'm very well, too. Um, I've had quite a, a chilled week, really. Um, I, went to the new, I went to see the uh, the new Batman movie Nice. on nice. Friday. Saw it in the, the biggest screen in the Northwest, uh, the IMAX. Full IMAX experience. Um, How was that? I must admit, um, my eyes hurt after it, and as so did my neck. I felt like a little meerkat that had just been staring at like the sun for about five hours. It was it, it was quite intense. I mean, the film yeah. itself is great, but I was I was I was like I, because the screen is so big, I felt like I was having to move my head to like find to track everyone on the screen. Sure. The screen is so huge, um, but yeah, it was it was it was great. Um, had a Chinese and went and watched Batman. Lovely. So, what a combo! Yeah, it was. It, I, I, it was a great way to end uh, uh, the week. Um, nice. Apart from that, I haven't really, haven't really done that much to be honest. Um, well, that's good. You've been watching films, and that's what we like: keeping your eye in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, I was just going to say, I've only ever been to the IMAX once. I remember it being quite an overwhelming experience, but that was quite a while ago now. It's for the first Transformers film. Wow. So a real okay. bit of time ago. Yeah, I might be able to return someday, but I think the films they showed there is not necessarily in my go-to genre, so that's probably what's <laughs> kept me away from it in the past. You know, we, we love our art house cinemas here, don't we? Uh, yeah. And the, the IMAX is uh, the complete opposite of that. But hey... I'm not here to judge, just to say what we like. But <laughs> let, let's move on from our semi-judgment of people who go to the IMAX and talk about the film. And as I hinted at the top end of the episode, we've gone for another biggie at the moment, nominated for the best picture at the Oscars this year, 2022. It is the film Coda. It is streaming on Apple Um so they've got into the game. I realised when I was logging into that, I was like, how many streaming services have we got now to watch all the latest films? This is true. Um, but they got true. hold of that one and it is nominated for the Oscar amongst some other big films like Licorice, Licorice Pizza that we reviewed on the last episode. But Callum, can you give us a little bit of an overview, please, of Coda before we dive into the chit-chat? Of course. Um, Coda, uh, coming of age, it's a coming-of-age drama. Um from uh, 2021, directed and written by Sean uh, Heder, I want to say, um, pronunciation. Um, it's about, it's set in Gloucester, Massachusetts. It centres largely around the family of a um, young singer called Ruby Rossi, and she's the only member of her family that isn't deaf. Um, her parents, um, Frank and Jackie, and um, her brother, uh, Leo, are all deaf. 
and she assists with the other family fishing business. She assists with them um, and is able to sort of translate and interpret um, people within the industry so her family can um, essentially maintain a, uh, an existence through fishing. Um, and it regularly cuts from her finishing fishing shifts and then going to high school. She um, is a bit of an outcast at school, doesn't really get a lot, doesn't have have many friends at, at school, largely because of who her family are. She's been quite ostracised because of the, um, I guess, the baggage that comes with with her. Um, and to try and, I, I guess she, I mean, she joins, she ends up joining the school's uh, school choir um, because someone that she fancies, Miles, is, is also signing up for the choir and she does it quite impulsively. And then she realises that she can actually sing very well. I think she always knew she could sing very well, um, but the choir allows her, allows her to find her voice, basically. Um, and it follows the story of her essentially having to choose between helping her deaf family and pursuing a um, scholarship at the Berklee College of Music in in, in Boston. Um, I mean, in terms of themes, the film, it's not just about singing. It's more about sort of having to... It's more about film, sort of like what it means to actually listen, particularly when um, Ruby has spent her entire life signing and interpreting um, uh, words in a, in a in from her perspective in a largely silent world. I guess um, it you know it's about finding a voice in a dislocated world. It's sort of seeing deafness in particular as a, a community rather than as a, as a disability. It's a very empowering film, um, and. It ends. It ends quite nicely. It's a real. It's a real up and coming. It really lifts you up. I love it. It's exactly what we needed. I think Marcus. It's a great movie that lifts you up. And in the end, she event she ends up um, achieving her position at the Berkeley College of Music, despite all the um, the the the, the trouble, the troubles, and the sort of the, the complexities that she's she's had to face. I guess um, that is Coda. Um, I mean, Coda the. It stands for Child of Deaf Adults is is what the film is named after, um, but yeah, a great movie, um, nominated for lots of stuff as you've said, Marcus. We will delve into all the themes yeah. in due course, but yeah, fantastic. Absolutely, no, thank you, Callum. Thank you for that. I just wanted to start off by saying it was wonderfully emotional. I've not cried this much at a film ever. It had been absolute pieces towards the end on numerous occasions, but in the most beautiful, wholesome way. I feel that, um, yeah, it was feel good, but not in a too cheesy way. It was feel good in the way that you really connected with the characters. And I think the characters were so well written and developed. That was one of the biggest wins of the film, in my opinion, is that you felt such a connection to the characters and they were beautifully uh, fleshed out. These weren't two-dimensional characters, both the group in terms of the family group, the unit, but the individuals within it. You found a connection. You felt the struggle. Um, the biggest struggle in the film was this tension within the family of how three of them were deaf and and the daughter wasn't, and how that held them back in certain ways, but big pigeonholed her into certain jobs because she was their translator. And you felt that. You really felt the struggle both of her side, but of the rest of the family and the pros and cons that they delivered against each other. But yet there was still this beautiful unity between them that really pulled through. And I think in the end of the film, that's what really grabbed me for the emotion because it's very clear that they, they do really love each other and 
this unique situation has made them very close, even though they can only uh, they, they communicate in different ways. And that's why when that scene at the end where she's doing her audition uh, for the music school and she's singing and her parents are in the uh, the the seats, the gantry at the top, and then she starts signing it to them. Oh, that's where the floodgates really opened up for me. Wow. And I think that's because that was the moment where you see the tension's been running all the way through, but that's because they love each other so much and they're trying to find a way where they can all express themselves and be happy. And it's that realisation in, in that moment that they're able to share in her inner joy through her music, but also they realise that this is her opportunity to go forward and that represents something bigger for the family because they can go forward without her in the fishing business that they're pursuing. And it's a very pivotal moment in the scene and that kind of then tees up the back end of the film to show this real wholesome ending where their business flourishes and they manage to be independent and don't need her as a translator and then she goes off and um, off to college. So I just think without going into any of the bigger themes straight away from what I got from it, it was just beautifully wholesome because the characters and how they link together really captured me. And I felt that emotion. It was just so much testament how uh, much emotion it filled me with the way that the film came together and the way the characters um, were portrayed. So, wow, amazing. It just, it gave me a lot of feels afterwards. What about you, Callum? Did it, did it hit you? Oh yeah, it did right in the the, the gut. Um, it was uh, yeah. It, I mean that last um, that last sort of hour, um, it did it did get me. I mean, the thing that the, the thing that I loved about it is that it's just so. It's just so not innocence the wrong word. It's just it's just such a lovely story about human existence yeah. and the complexities of of human existence this tiny small fishing community with this deaf family and a daughter that's the only one that can speak having to communicate and articulate the the feelings of her father and mother and brother in a way in such a unique environment in a in a fishing industry i don't know it's just it was just a really really unique portrayal of human existence and that last bit with like you said when they when she was um singing and i mean the johnny mitchell song you've looked looked at love both ways yeah. now it's, I mean, just, it's a it's, powerful song anyway isn't exactly it? yeah just like a perfect tune to sort of tie everything together because she's seen that sort of crisis of communication from both sides you know um and ironically of course because she's been so used to signing for her deaf family she struggles to find her own inner voice as well yeah, yeah um yeah. through through song and through singing and i think obviously the the decision to have the film based around singing is obviously stylistic um, because obviously there's that scene when they go and watch her perform and her parents are all they're there they can they're, they're looking at everyone else's reactions to see how they should react they're sort of trying to reciprocate behaviors because they can't hear anything and then the sound for the audience just drops completely and yeah. it goes completely silent and you're kind of put in the position of of her mum, dad, and brother, of what how they're interpreting it, and it's it was just a really, really um, powerful way to sort of say what it means to actually listen. Um, it was very similar to some of the themes that we looked at when we did the Sound of Metal review yeah. um, months ago. This idea that you know you're trying to find a voice in a world that is very dislocating, um, 
you know, it, 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 yeah, I mean, it's trying to find a voice and sort of like, you know, deafness being seen as a community rather than a disability. It was just really refreshing, you know, and the tension with her role in the, in, in the family dynamic is played out through that idea of trying to find a connection. I mean, there's that bit when she's on her bed with her mother, for example, and her mother was, her heart sank when she found out that, um, you know, Ruby was could actually hear because she was scared about whether she'd be able to actually have a human connection. It just, yeah. oh, it was just such a beautiful movie. I mean, you know, it's just these like, sort of sensory imaginings of how, of, of how they live. Um, and it's funny as well. It's really it is, funny. It's really funny. Like, it's really, really funny. funny. It's like, it's like sort of a like very serious, like, um, subject matter of like sort of trying to navigate the world whilst you're deaf but then like it does like i said it doesn't see the deafness as a, as a disability they're just, they're they're humans that have um like like senses of humor and and it, you you rarely see that in in films depicting disabilities it's always this focus on sort of helplessness mm-hmm. and actually this film isn't about helplessness at all it's about hope it's about hope and it's and it, it's empowering um and it's it, it's so good. I feel like if you, I mean, if you hate this movie, you you, you hate people. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you don't like this movie, you don't like humanity. Um, and I guess it's just such a refreshing and uplifting movie. It's exactly what I needed to watch on a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. And I, I just want to pick up on what you said there about the imagery of finding your voice. And I think there's a lot to be said for that within the film obviously quite literally she finds her singing voice and that is the catalyst for her moving on with her life and freeing the family in many ways because they all felt so bound together because she was the translator of the family but that was what was putting pressure on them but the actual it wasn't the fact that they were deaf and she wasn't that was attention. It was the fact that they were so reliant on her and she felt that they had to be reliant on her. But actually her finding her voice, her singing voice, allowed the family to find their voice in the way of how they communicated with the world outside of her. Because there's a little bit where they mention she's she's having an argument with her mum. He's saying about, uh, she's like, Oh yeah, they're not like us, those hearing people. Because they're always saying like the hit. Yeah. Well, it's just a bit like um, she's like joking on them hearing bitches when he's talking about like the mums or something yeah. like in yeah. another community. And then she has a go go. Oh, what, what about your deaf friends that you see once a month? And there's this suggestion that as a family they do isolate themselves and they only communicate with the outside world via her. But then yeah. through her moving on via her singing voice, the family then thrive with their business and it's the brother who's the driving force behind this because he believes that they can communicate with the outside world and make a success of their business and their lives without having to go through her and that's exactly what happens at the end the business flourishes and there's some really wonderful scenes of them running the fish business and then them communicating and working alongside other people in the community who aren't deaf, but then they're starting to learn bits of sign and they're all, you know, smiling. It's just wonderfully wholesome, fantastic. But I don't think at any point it over-romanticizes. It's not like, I said before, cheesy in the way that it's wholesome. It's it's still a little bit gritty in the way that, you know, the emotion goes up and down and I think it feels quite real, but that wholesomeness comes through. And that's what I love in a film like this, where it's feel good, but not fairy tale feel good. It feels real feel good. It's genuine. 
Yeah. And that idea, that metaphor that runs throughout, like I said, of finding your voice. The family have that big battle internally of whether they should let her go. They want to keep hold of her. And you kind of resent the parents a bit at the beginning because they're like really clinging on to keep her away from school so then they have that link to the outside world but really everyone's freed by that and that idea of finding your voice music being the undercurrent and obviously that's beautiful and there's some great singing um moments in it uh especially the interactions with her and a singing teacher mr v mm. that's great he's a great character as well the passion that comes from him and he is a very wholesome character again but he you see the um joy and also drive that he has to fulfill her potential but yet he's tough and he is that driving force which helps her push forward and therefore the rest of the family so every character in it has their role to play in this finding of the voice moving on with the lives and kind of freedom but then also bringing the close the family closer together as a result of that and that's why it's so good everything intertwines beautifully but in a real and genuine way that adds to that wholesomeness and that 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 lovely feeling of fulfillment at the end of the film so yeah that's one of the big things i got is this idea of moving forward mm. but finding the voice and that was kind of what liberated and as much as it's a coming age film in the sense of her as a teenager. It's a liberation film for all of the characters within it. They all liberate themselves from something that has been holding them back, and it's a joint effort, and that's why that's why it's so wonderful. What, what did you feel about on, on that theme in terms of, like, connection and moving forward? Was there anything specifically that stood, stood out to you? Um, well, I think as a film itself, it's it's quite progressive in terms of its sort of subject content because i mean if you take away the dynamic of her signing for her deaf family this yeah. movie it could just be like a an offshoot of like glee yeah you know what i mean yeah. it could it could very easily yeah, be there's the danger of going into that area of being a bit you know happy clappy and but in a in a cheesy way it does yeah and i i must admit like some of the tunes i was like this does sound a little bit like a high school musical a little bit yeah. um but because it's grounded in a you know, an issue that is sort of underrepresented within most within the film industry. It just really grounds it, I think. And that idea of um, communication, I think the thing the thing that really sort of obviously the thing that stood out for me was how that what 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 does it mean to actually communicate with people? Yeah. Um, and because obviously, like, there's the scene when uh, they they're all the fishing. Uh, fishermen come together mm-hmm. um, and there's the threat of them having to pay these extortionate fees to have an inspector on their boat and they're already being crippled by these like insane fees to be able to stay afloat literally and metaphorically speaking um, so and then there's the bit when like they don't they can't lip read they don't understand like her family doesn't understand what they're saying but then she has to translate and then he stands up and delivers his impassioned speech Mm-hmm. And she translates, and the energy that comes from him, because he's because he has belief and he has conviction, that's what matters. And then his deafness becomes irrelevant in that in that what in that moment because mm-hmm. he has conviction, he has a belief, he's a human being. And I think by depicting the deaf community as human beings and not as um, disabled or hopeless, it really really empowers the characters and empowers the deaf community. I think. Um, it's a really, really interesting movie in that respect. Yeah. Um, 
for me that was the that was the big sort of driving force it just re- redefines what it means to actually communicate with people um and of course they go off and set up like a fishing co-op let's all come together and let's have a cooperative it's just such a lovely lovely uh, like progressive love i'm gonna say it left-wing idea like (laughs) throw cooperative in there and i'm happy you know what i mean it's just like it's just a wonderful wonderful um story um and it just i don't know it's just an interesting way to sell you learn about what it's like to live inside another human skin i guess Mm um and And that's what art should be yeah exactly um and yeah for me it was it was that it was that idea of like what does it mean to actually communicate how do you communicate and what does it mean to actually listen um properly yeah um and and actually use that to achieve something good and of course um there's all sorts of sort of like symbolic themes within the movie in particular when um they obviously like the boy that ruby fancies he then tells someone about mm. um the scene when her dad is which is hilarious which is really funny yeah her dad's teaching her about safe sex but obviously he's deaf so he can't communicate so he has to sort of enact it with his with his sign language and it's like it uses his fist and he's like punching through a hand to putting a condom on it's so funny um it's really really funny and then he goes and tells people at school and then obviously it all comes out and then she's further ostracized as a result of that um but then there's that scene when they jump into the water and she's kind of cleansed herself and she he's cleansed herself as well sort of there's a, there's a lot of formulaic a lot of sort of formulaic symbolic mechanisms within the movie but that doesn't matter like i read a couple of articles about this and that was what they were a lot of like a lot of out of the reviews were saying that that was the thing that was its main weakness this sort of formulaic filmmaking it's like so what i mean it, it's symbolic if the symbolism works it works and then the subject matter of the movie is enough for me anyway to sort yeah. of keep me hooked and sort of actually for it to actually mean something um, if you put the right formula on the right um ideas that's yeah, exactly that's, that's the joy of good filmmaking it's identifying the the right subjects and themes and taking a formula yeah that is tried and tested but you're putting it on something new and and different and that's where the point is made yeah, hundred percent. I agree completely. And you know the fact that it's just so—it's like a big blanket wrapped around you. It is, isn't it? It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I love what you're saying about communication, and that really stood out to me as well. Because each character is communicating in different ways and figuring out their own ways to communicate. So, for example, uh, Ruby communicates through song. That's where yeah. she finds her way to communicate. Obviously, she's the core communicator, quite literally, in terms that. She is the translator for the family, and but then the internal family communications are through sign, but they are also a very close family. You see that throughout the film, both through their connections and conversations that they have, but they're also they're close in other ways, physically like hugging each other a lot as well. But then the family's communication and the individuals within the family. So, for example, you see that um, her brother then starts dating. Uh, her best friend yeah and they start communicating through texting on the phone but then by the end of it you see that she's signing a little bit and then also the dad when he makes that big speech even though obviously the people the other fishermen don't know exactly what he's saying without the translation they get the passion that's what grabs them is the passion it's not just the facts of the words that he's saying it's the passion that comes with it and i think that idea of communication in the film is what then rounds it off because we then see when everyone finds 
their way to communicate and exercise is their real way to communicate, then life and people and groups are so much richer for it. So the idea of the co- cooperative. Yeah. That came off the back of impassioned communication with a institute that wasn't communicating in the other way. They were forcing laws and regulations on the fishermen, killing their industry, but weren't giving a back and forth with them. Whereas the cooperative is is the definition, really, of communication between a community. And that shows people thrive. And then the communication of her singing that connected her with a family from what was passionate within her and what made her feel like she could communicate with the world with them as well through their communication means of sign and i think the idea of communication is the whole way of rounding it off is that's the message of the film is that you find your powerful way to communicate with the world and with others and absolutely exercise that and go for it because everyone is so much richer and fulfilled when they communicate with each other effectively and passionately and and real real communication not like when they get the uh, announcement that they've got to start paying tariffs and have people on the boats where it's a corporate announcement in many ways. It's communication from the heart of real people sharing their thoughts, feelings and emotions. And the fact that the film communicates with you in such a way that it opened, like cracked me open and made me feel so emotional is that is the form of, that's the complete circle of communication is the film communicating with with the viewer in such a powerful way. So I think alongside what I was saying before of finding your voice, I think is a very similar theme, but they go hand in hand with what the film's all about is this idea of, communicating effectively and that's what adds richness to life and i think that's where the wholesomeness comes because we feel that so really in our lives it's a real thing for us that we know that some of the most satisfying things in life are connecting with people communicating with people and that's what makes the world so much better and i think this really grasps that in an alternative way from an alternative perspective but it's something that we find true within us and that's why it's so emotional we're not just emotional for the story that we're watching on the screen, we're emotional because of what it tells us about our own lives. And that is art at its best. That's art perfection if you can do that. So I think that's why it's so powerful. And yeah, I love that theme of what you're saying of communication because I think that really embodies a lot about the film. Mm. Um, yeah, so, hey, we've been going about 25 minutes. We should probably round off with our with our thoughts and feelings let's, of let's where we're at up. now. Let's, let's wrap it. up. But yeah. um, anything you want to add in there, Callum, that we've not touched upon, and then please can you give me your uh, summary and then your mark out of ten? Um, I don't, not necessarily anything else to add, really. I mean, the, the movie—it's just it, it. It is just the movie, really, about what it means to listen and what it what, what it means to communicate, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's about love as well, actually, and why that love is important. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, actually, no, I do have something. Yeah, actually, just when I said that the idea of love, then just reminded me. Um. Like the way love is expressed in the mo- in the movie is 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 really that's what that's what adds its realisticness. Yeah. Is realisticness? That's not even a word. My God, that's that's what makes it realistic. Um, and the the way the family interact with each other and the the jokes that they have and that sort of stuff and yeah, it's yeah pure. It, it is pure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, in terms of a score out of ten, like I mean, isn't like sort of the 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 film scale is ever sliding, it's ever shifting, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, personally, for me, I mean, it depends how you define greatness, doesn't it? I mean, like, personally, for me, I'm going to give this movie a 10 out of 10. Like, because, I mean, it doesn't necessarily do anything experimental with cinematography in the way that, like, you know, 
Citizen Kane does, for example. Yeah. Like, it's not that type of film. But the reason why I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 is because it made me feel so bloody good. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that that's that's the barometer, like, I guess. Like, you know, it's a genuinely progressive movie about the depiction of a deaf community as something that's quite empowering. So there's that. Like, the soundtrack's great. I haven't even talked about the soundtrack yet. The soundtrack's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's funny. It's really funny. Like, it's humorous in a heartwarming way. Um, like, it's the, the, it's well acted. Like, it, the, the actors in it are brilliant, and it just makes you feel fantastic. I mean, it's it, it it's a story that sort of can it brings you down to the sort of like the the depths really. I think at one point, but then it just brings you back up again. It's a real sort of feel good story. Um, and I know that. It's, one might argue that it's formulaic in the way it's been filmed, but that doesn't matter. It's still a great piece of art. I don't care about the form how formulaic it is. It's just a well put together movie. It's well acted and it's well scripted. Um, that you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's well acted and it's well scripted, and that's that's enough really um, for me anyway. Uh, yeah, ten out of ten. Lovely, thank you, Callum. Um, yeah, I mean. As you said, I got exactly the same feeling out of it, and I think that's a testament of how powerful the film was, is that it had me in pieces, but it, I felt uh, I felt like I'd been emotionally washed and cleansed watching it, and it felt amazing. It was beautiful. Um, I loved the themes that it really pushed forward. Like I said, the idea of finding your voice and also communication and how powerful that is within the film, but how the film then communicates with you musically great and that's what adds again to the feel-good element of it it was as you say close at points to getting towards slightly cheesy glee but i think it just avoids hitting that line of being a bit much yeah. and that's great and i, I mean who doesn't long uh, like a good sing-along there's great tunes in it and what a beautiful <laughs> choice of song like you say with joni mitchell's track on there it worked perfectly and um that the delivery of the song within that moment of that yeah. scene where she's signing it was the epitome of the emotion in it all it really was the crescendo it, it, of the it was film. it was perfect wasn't it it was really good and amazing i'm just gonna fall short of 10 i'm going nine out of 10 and the reason for that is as i was um obviously always thinking about the review and as I, as i was watching it probably about 30 40 minutes before the end i was like it's quite good, this film, but it really needs to come together to, to, for me to give this a big mark when I get to it. I was feeling like, probably because of, like you say, the linear nature of it, I was like, yeah, good, but, you know, what's going to happen here? What are they going to do with it? And as I've said many times in this podcast, films I adore are when, about half an hour before the end, I'm still kind of unsure of what it's giving me, and then it all makes sense at the end and it all comes together and this 100% did that the last section of the film just hit me in so many ways everything made sense it was it went from yeah solid film to wow this is this works on all levels so the only reason I'm dropping it down from that is because it took me to that point to get there and you know maybe there'll be bits throughout the beginning where I would have wanted that emotion and feel um, building up to it but it's very close to the big score and you know what? I want to watch it again. Talking about it now is yeah. bubbling those emotions up again. I want to go and watch it again. Even if I just watched that scene where she's singing Johnny Mitchell. I mean, wow. If you can inject that feeling into you, I want it every day. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm I'm rooting for this at the Oscars now. It was a wonderful film, and I just love the intent of it. Like you say, it had a great drive and idea and 
positiveness behind it. It wasn't just feel good for feel good sake to win people over. There was genuine drive behind it. I bet the people who made this film are great people. I would love to meet them because it just <laughs> had so much joy behind it in that sense. Not false joy, but genuine people with genuine good ideas for the world. And the angle it looked at it from with the deaf community and how they dug into that, I think was really good. And it was a unique take on you know some classic themes, but it executed it in a wonderfully new way. So 9 out of 10 for me, Colder. What an amazing film. Callum, that brings us to the end of the podcast. It what does. I like that we've had a wonderfully joyous discussion there. A lot of the time we really dig into some dark depths on this podcast. So it is we great do, to have watched a yeah. film, stumbled upon a film, which has really given us both a lot of joy. And I hope we can have some more like that in the future. So uh, thank you for sharing your joy with me. As always, it's reciprocated, absolutely. Cool, cool. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I thoroughly enjoyed the film. I will definitely be watching that film again, probably very soon. But thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Go and watch that film again. Everybody go and watch it. It is amazing. Make yourself feel good. Make everyone feel good, because that is the film for it. But, of course, we'll be moving on to another film in the next episode. We'll be keeping a key eye on all of the award seasons and I'm sure we'll discuss them as they get announced over the next few months but Callum thank you for joining me once again thank we'll you. be back very soon with more film reviews and chit chat but until then keep watching the films keep chatting to people about them because we sure will and there'll be another episode of the Glass A Film Club podcast coming up very soon thanks for listening see you all later <laughs>